This podcast is sponsored by Plykea, makers of beautiful plywood kitchens and wardrobes. Plykea creates plywood doors and worktops that seamlessly integrate with IKEA's cabinets, giving you that homemade custom look without breaking the bank. Visit them in person at their East London workshop or online at plykea.com and use the code HOMENOTES for 10% off your first order. Welcome to Stories from Sites, the renovation podcast that digs a little deeper. I'm Amy Donalek, and together with my co-host, Jane Middlehurst, we peek behind the curtains of those Insta-worthy interiors to bring you the real processes people went through to make their dream homes a reality. This week, we chat to Jen as she shares her journey of climbing the housing ladder, one renovation project at a time. We talked to her about upgrading her skills over multiple renovations and the dangers of taking on more than you can handle, plus the benefits of having a large Instagram following cheering you on. So welcome to Stories from Side Jen. Really lovely to have you. To start with, do you mind telling us when your renovation journey began? Oh, right. Well, please take us away. Good, good question. Yeah. We, we bought our first house in... 2013 we're on our third now so we have kind of gone up the ladder with each one so yeah 2013 we bought a little two up two down terrace renovated that sold that within two years bought our next one which was a three-bed victorian terrace uh renovated that and then in march 20 to we we bought this one and started all over again oh my goodness okay so you you like (laughs) renovating well I do yeah my partner not so much but he likes the end results but yeah he doesn't like the process of getting (laughs) getting there and what have you done to this house the current house you're in right so there was a lot more to be all the kind of boring stuff as I call it when we first moved in than we were expected so we had to have repairs on the roof. The flat bay roofs were leaking, so they all had to be replaced. We've had all the windows replaced, a new bathroom. My youngest son's bedroom's been, that was taken back to brick. The ceiling had to come down, the whole whole kit and caboodle. We've kind of done like a little revamp of the kitchen, and we're just in the process of doing the hall stairs and landing which is obviously a massive, a massive job. So you had remedial works to get the house weathertight and, and okay. But yes. was there any building works taking walls down? Yeah, that is on the that is on the long list of things to do. We have a wraparound extension already on the house. However, it's been divided up into separate rooms rather than it kind of like flowing as one open space. So we are having one of the internal walls taken down and the uh, roof pitched or vaulted, whichever way you want to, to say it. So we're just waiting for our builder, really, with that. But like with everything, one job leads to another. So we wanted to do that quite quickly when we first moved in. But the two radiators for the kitchen and a dining room, of course, are on the wall that we want to remove, <laughs> as is always the way. It's concrete floor, so obviously that would mean, you know, chiseling into the floor or, or channeling into the floor, as I should say, to move the pipework. So what we were hoping to have already done by now it just keeps getting put off because mm. we keep finding more and more things that need to, to be done. And obviously with the cost of 
building materials and everything at the moment what what we'd done previously in our last house when we'd had walls and everything taken down and we had an idea of a cost was coming back at about quadruple what wow. we'd paid oh, yeah what we'd paid only maybe three years ago so so yeah things have definitely been stalled a little because but because of the cost at the moment when you moved into the house did you have a clear vision of what you wanted to achieve so with this house, I definitely had a very clear vision of, of what I wanted to do. That has only really come from experience of, of doing the last two houses. The first one was very much a, we were first time buyers. We, it was just internal decoration. We didn't really do anything sort of structurally. Then when we bought the next one, that's when we sort of ventured into the world of, knocking down walls, changing layouts and, and things like that. So I've kind of gained experience as I've gone along. So yeah, definitely I had to have a, a real clear plan to convince my partner to move into this house. When we when we came to see it, we walked out. I was dead excited. And he just turned around and going, right, when when are we going to see the next one? Because oh, it was no. like an absolute no from him. <laughs> so I had to have a plan. I had to explain, no, listen, like it's it ticks every single box that we said we wanted in a new house. I know it doesn't look how we would want it to look. However, this is this is the plan. And I managed to sell the plan to him and get him on board with it. They're my ideas and thankfully he's always on board and, and because I've managed to prove with the others that my I can bring my ideas to fruition, then yeah, that that definitely helps. We saw on your Instagram account that you do get involved in some quite good DIY projects. How did that develop over the three renovations? Was that out of necessity in the beginning or is it something that you've just grown in confidence to to do? Yeah, a, a bit of both really. Out of necessity massively when we first moved in to our very first house. We just had our, now well he's now 11, but he was only only one when we moved in. I was on maternity, so money was an issue. So a lot of it just came out of necessity because I couldn't afford to pay somebody to to come in and do it. And then, kind of from there, that developed into oh, actually, I quite I quite like <laughs> I quite like doing this. Unfortunately, we've come across kind of rogue traders in the time, and we have paid people to do things, and they've not done a very good job or not done it to kind of how I wanted it to be done. So. Again, that kind of pushed me to, well, I'll give it a go myself. If I, if I get stuck and I really can't get it done, then I'll get somebody else in. But nine times out of 10, I've been lucky enough that when I put my mind to it, I've been able to achieve it. Amazing. Can you give us an example of some of the things that you've done? Oh gosh, I've done so many. It's hard to know where to start really. In Oscar's room, I stripped the floor back, replaced broken floorboards sanded the floor I reinstated what would have been the original fireplace so it had been bricked up so knocked all the bricks out tiled the hearth found a, a reclaimed fireplace on Facebook marketplace installed that other other things I've done I've done the panel in the dining room in the kitchen took down all the wall cupboards built an integrated extractor fan put up the floating shelves, painted all the cupboards in the kitchen, 
painted the floor. I don't know if you've seen that on my Instagram. I did. Yeah, I love that one. Yeah. So a lot of it is like with the kitchen, it's kind of like a make do DIY job at the moment. But actually, now everybody's saying, why would you want to change that now? (laughs) You've done such a good job on it. Why would you want to go and put a new kitchen in now? But unfortunately, it's still the old naff kitchen underneath. (laughs) It just looks pretty from from the outside. But the, the, the kind of reason I took on the DIY project with the kitchen was the again the, the wall that we want to take down is is between the kitchen and the dining room and, and what is the second living room and because of all the issues that I, I mentioned before in terms of different flooring and 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 what have you it just meant that if we wanted to put a new kitchen and we had to put a new floor throughout and again the cost was spiraling so it was a case of right well let's take I think it in total, it cost me about £800 to completely redo the kitchen to, to how it looks now. It just buys us a little bit more time to, mm. to save and so that when we get the work done, we can get it all done in one go. But it means that we've got a nice space to live in whilst we're waiting yeah. to do that. I just think, God, oh, all the, all, I fitted all the skirting boards, all the architrave, so uh, in terms of DIY, that was a, a, a new skill that I've learned for this house. In the old house, we had all the beautiful Victorian skirting boards and original architrave and stuff like that. Whereas in this one, I'm looking around now. I won't show you. It's absolutely horrendous. It, the, you, your typical 1930s, very boring design, but it's actually painted in brown gloss. So I was like, how can I save this? And then I thought, no. So yeah, that was a new skill that I learned uh, especially for, for Oscar's room and nothing's ever straight so yeah teaching myself some uh, joinery skill to to make sure it look it looked good in the end so yeah I, t- I tend to pick up skills depending on the project you know I'll go right okay well this needs doing how can I do that and then I'll try and teach myself how to do it what you've achieved is so incredible in terms of setting out and doing a renovation and being able to climb up that ladder. And I think obviously people still want to be able to do that. What would be your top tips for people starting out on on like the first one? I suppose the thing is with, with us is that we started small, I would say, to our very first house that we bought. It was, like I said, it was just decorative stuff. Yeah. that needed doing with it we weren't in a position then to be looking at putting in new kitchens new bathrooms so it was just painting and decorating and putting we put new flooring down we put our own stamp on it I would definitely say to kind of stick within a budget choose a project that you know you're going to be able to to take on really I have a lot of people contacting me saying oh we've bought an absolute shed of a house and and we don't know where to start. Like you've you've really got to have a detailed budget because prices absolutely spiral. So if you kind of got a very small budget, trying your first house, just do it one that the basics are already there and that you can add your touches to. No, that's great advice. And then as I say, we we managed to sell and then the next one we knew we could do a bit more and and, and work up like I think the problem with Instagram, I find, is that everybody sees these beautiful houses and think that they're easy to achieve, yeah. it, that, that it's really not. You know, we're 18 months into to this renovation now 
and we're nowhere near as far along as I thought we would be. So it's just kind of being realistic with your time, your money and your expectations, really. So with this renovation, do you feel like you've just had to kind of stop and re-evaluate? Like, are you going through a kind of re-budgeting period? Yes, massively. Because like I said, we base our renovation costs on what we paid previously. You know, we've got a great builder, we've got a great plasterer, a great people that I really, I really trust. And they're, you know, their prices are going up massively. So I, I know if their prices are going up, it's not that somebody's trying to have me off. It's it's just the cost of living issues that we've got at, at the moment. So we had some money left over from the sale of the last house that we'd put to one side. But once we'd done the remedial stuff, done the windows, um, started done the bathroom. The bathroom was always going to be a big one because it was horrendous, the bathroom before. And my partner was very much like, we need to get that done right away. So yeah, w- that that was a big one. But after we'd done, done those, that was kind of our budget gone. Whereas I thought, oh, for that money, we'll be able to, to do the knock through. We'll be able to do this. So yeah, this year, we've had to sit down and reassess our priorities with the house and, and the budget. We decided that Yes, the knock through the building work is lovely, but there is other places in the house that really need work before we do that. And can I ask you how how have you personally dealt with that? Like, because obviously you've got something in your mind, you want to get going. You've you've already allocated it. It's quite hard to shift your expectations. Yeah, massively. You know, it it, it hasn't been easy. I kind of feel like it's sometimes I kind of catch myself on a little bit because I do think oh it's first world problems in a way because you know we have this house we're able to afford this house we're able to do but it does get me down at yeah. times because like I said literally everything needed doing Ooh. in this house so when you've got an idea of how you want something to be and we bought the house with with those ideas in in mind and then we realize actually right now we can't afford to do that or other things need to take priority it is difficult and and for a time I just kind of stopped I was just like well if I can't do that then what what's the point um but then I would kind of find little projects to do. Well, I say little projects. The kitchen started as a little project and then took me five months to do. We weren't going to have the big open plan, lovely new kitchen that I thought we were going to have. So I kind of like took a step back, just just stopped. So then in February, that's when I kind of got my mojo back a little bit and thought, right, catch you know, catch yourself on, Jen. Because there must be such a... A big to-do list in your head. I, I guess that's how it is for me. You must just be like, oh gosh, that's on that list and that list. You know, like it's yeah, tricky. It's it's overwhelming. Do you actually have a physical list? Have you written it all down? I do on my phones, yeah, because otherwise I'm awake at four o'clock in the morning thinking, oh my God, like in order to get this done, I need to do this, I need to do this. Like at the moment, 
with the pulses and landing. Unfortunately, when we moved in, I was I was desperate to find some original parquet under the 25-year-old red carpet. But no, unfortunately, when I pulled it up, it was just butchered floorboards. So we go with Antico. Um, and so that's going down in the hall. And then we decided to run it through to the front living rooms and have it all done in one go. So we had the guys around for that and then they were like, okay, well, you need to have your skirting boards on, you need to have your fireplace finished, you need to have your radiator moved, you need to have this done. And then, <laughs> or not, then we don't have to have the radiator moved, but I want I want to move the position of it. So they were saying, you need to have that done before we put the floor down. So yeah, I have to have a list because otherwise my, my mind is just a jumble all the time of all the things that need to do. It just looks like and sounds like you put such a lot of care and attention into each space that once the space is done that's just like right tick done now I can move on to the next one is that how it the process kind of works yeah like don't get me wrong I could walk around all the finished rooms and there's little bits you know that need to be done because when I when I come to the end or you know 98% done with a project (laughs) is when my mind starts ticking to the next one so, yeah, the little snags, but things that probably other people wouldn't notice. Like my mum's always like rolling her eyes at me because you're right. I do pay an incredible amount of attention to detail, but I think that pays off in the long yeah. run. And I've learned that from doing the previous two houses that if I try to cut corners or make a quick decision, it, it never really pays off and I end up having to do it again. So taking that time and that attention to detail right at the very beginning does mean that in the long run, I'm not having to to change things that I didn't get right first time. Yeah. Can I just ask how you're managing to actually do it? Because it just, it sounds like it is all encompassing. Is this kind of DIY on the weekends or in the evenings? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Wow. Oh, I've got two two boys and I work full time as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's and I think and I, again, sometimes I have to remind myself that that's why it's taking so long. You, you know, yeah. I would I would love to have a magic money tree and and be able to to pay people that I, I know and trust to come in and do it for me, but I don't. A lot of it has to be done myself. So I do have to remind myself that, you know, it is done in my spare spare time, if you believe that I have any with, with kids and a, and a full-time job. But yeah, um, it, it's evenings, weekends. I work shift, so I'm lucky in the fact that I have days off during the week when the boys are in school. So I get like a, a good like crack at it because at the weekend it, it's kids party yeah, and football yeah. and you know what have you and and luckily Paul my partner he he covers all the sports <laughs> so he'll be out with the boys at the weekend doing that and and they leave me to crack on with a paintbrush most of the time wow they must be so proud of you yeah I think they take it for granted a little bit if I'm honest you know I think the boys have, have grown up with mum always doing this, do you know what I mean? So they're more than used to living through this. But yeah, I think they appreciate it yeah. once it's all done. I'm just imagining kind of trying to psych myself up for doing <laughs> that amount of work and, you know, starting a project like that. And especially if you're working solo, I was just wondering, does Instagram kind of help you get a bit of that momentum because it's a bit of an accountability thing? 
how do you get yourself psyched up to do to do each project? To be honest, it is like a bit of a needs must with this house because, like I've said before, like nothing is how we would have done it. Do you know what I mean? So most of the momentum comes from that I don't want the house to look the way that it does. But certainly when I start a project, Instagram really helps in in kind of keeping the momentum going because it, it's incredible how people get invested in your project you know and maybe if you don't do an update I'm getting a message sort of saying oh how's how's it going with the kitchen or how's this going or or I've been waiting for you to do this because I want to do it and I want to see how you do it first (laughs) I see how (laughs) let me make the mistakes and then I can I can share it but no people really do you know kind of really cheer you on they're almost like a little gang of cheerleaders uh, and they really want to see the finished results so this kind of start of a project is is through necessity and then Instagram helps me helps me push it over the, the finish line. And kind of going back to the question you asked me before, kind of advice for people who are starting out and things like that, you've just reminded me there that it, it is living in a space. Like you mm. might think that you've got a million and one plans for what you're going to do. And yeah, like in our first house, we were adamant we were going to knock through. It was only two up, two down, so we only had two rooms. <laughs> rooms to knock through but like yeah we're going to knock through but actually having lived in it for six months we're like oh no let's keep that wall up because it means that we can shut the mess of the kitchen and the dining room away and have a space away from all of Henry's toys and things like that so it it, I think it is important to live in a space and once you live in a space then you know how you're going to use it and then once you know how you're going to use it is when you can plan what you want to do with it and and kind of like I say get that that inspiration that yeah that that's definitely going to work for that space so is this the forever house now um it is a, it is at the moment <laughs> it is at the moment that's amazing you know Paul is is hugely supportive you know in in all these wild plans that I have but he has said Jen this has got to be like the last one and in all honesty this house ticks every box that we need and I think once we we do it all and how we get it how we want we won't want to move because we literally do have everything we need here oh that's amazing I'm looking forward to following on the journey on your Instagram we'll be messaging you as well oh definitely yeah yeah if you would like to see pictures of Jen's project do head over to our website at homenotes.co forward slash stories from site about to start on site this summer then come and join us on the 13th of june at 1pm for our super practical guide on how to work with your builder we're going to be covering how to avoid extra costs how to avoid conflict and fallouts on site what checks you need to do before hiring a builder as well as our key strategies for getting the most out of your project grab your free spot via the link in the show notes space is limited <laughs>